What's good? What's good, bro? Man. Wait, were you actually in traffic or were you busy today? Nah, for sure. No, um, my brothers and sisters, they get out of school at like three. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be picking them up and just getting them together. Nice. You pick them up in the Maybach truck out there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Damn, shit. they must be the coolest kids in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, they, they've become a little popular. How what? is that? That huh? whip. <laughs> How is that car? I fuck with it. Man, it's cozy. You He's know? been driving one of those too. Oh, yeah. My car broke down, so I have this guy, and he, he gave me a Maybach like rental, just like a loaner. Oh, yeah. I like in the hopes that he thinks I'm gonna buy it probably, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's got yeah, a price yeah. tag. It's under- 250k. Oh shit, that shit done went up. Yeah, that shit wasn't that when I got no, it. No, he's but he's got the sedan. Oh sedan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I got one I, of those too for sure. Yeah, do you like I love, it? I like the sedan more, but like the truck is like a vibe. Like I actually drive the truck, but like is, I won't drive the car for real. Is the sedan more of like one where you need like a driver? Exactly, because I, I like, feel like the back seat's more lit. The back seat on the sedan is like, Lit. first off, the sedan is way more space. Yeah. So it's like, you sit in the back and it's really like. So that one you, you know. need a driver. Like it's not, that's well, what I've been Do feeling. they have the head pillows in the front? No. Nah. Uh, or only in the, the back, back. They got pillows. In the back they do. They got yeah, pillows. Yeah, it's comfy as hell back there. Like even when I had bought the um, the sedan one, I had I was like, okay, I don't want to be one of the people who got this and I'm driving it. I'm like, no, I'm trying to. I bought it for the back seat, so true. I had got a driver back then um, when I got that car originally. Do you have a while we're on the topic? Do you have a crazy fleet of whips? Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not a huge whip person, bro. Like you know, that's just like I want to buy a bunch of cars. Like yeah, I like nice cars or like just comfortable cars. But like, what what do you got? I got a couple of Maybachs. Like I got the sedan. I got the truck. I got um, Tesla. Trackhawk, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, Trackhawk. Track and I got a um, what's that shit? The Jeep came out with Grand Wagoneer. Nice. That's, I haven't even seen that. That's like my favorite. What are those? Right now, new. Yeah, it's a new. It's a um, it's a truck. Yeah. It's a truck, but um, that's like a family car a bit too, right? Yeah, but it's like it's got the captain seats. Then there's a third row behind the captain seats. Like I suggest anybody <laughs> go get a Grand Wagoneer. That's like, a versatile collection. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen a Trackhawk? You got the flex ones. You got the energy efficient. Then you got the family kind of. Trackhawks yeah. are fast as fuck, aren't they? Yeah, the track like oh, and they're loud as fuck, bro. Very. Yeah. Very. Those that's are like a toy. It's my toy. So do people, I'm curious, do people, when there's a music video, how many of the cars are like hit up like, yo, you got to bring your whip today? Are they rented or who actually owns the cars? Um, For a lot of videos and shoots, like they'll reach out, rent cars, like for whatever the vibe of the video is. But like um, for the album, the superhero video that me and Future shot, that was my Maybach truck. And we just took okay. the doors off of it for the video and they put them back on. Yeah, we uh, we listened to Heroes and Villains all week, bro. Fire. No. Yeah. <laughs> we we live in OC, so it's like an hour and a half to LA. So we just I love top OC. to bottom. We listen to the whole just album on the it, way yeah. up there. Really? Yeah, bro. It's f- amazing. Straight up. Man, thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm not even just saying that. Like yeah. we were like, holy shit. I mean, you have who you have Travis Scott, right? Weekend, right, twenty one, and future. And, and probably Don a couple Tolliver, other people. Right? And right. Don Tolliver, yeah. That's like that's like the starting five. How how long did it take you to put that album from start to finish? Hmm. I say about two years and some change. Damn. Really? Yeah. Does that seem long? Um, in the moment then, but looking back, it kind of was. You know, but in the moment, it's just like, it was just continuous. Then I thought I would drop it. Mm-hmm. Then it'd be like, hold on, let's push it back. Let's do this and let's do this, push it back again. Like, even the thing we shot with Morgan Freeman and Lakeith, like, we shot that like a year and a half ago. 
We got to get into that oh. too. But how, when, cause yours like different. You're not like a, like an actual, like you're not like a rapper, right? So how do you, when you're making an album, what do you look for in like the beats that you're like putting on the album? Like, are you really trying to make those beats like stand out since you're more of like a producer album? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. And, and I feel like I'm a producer that doesn't rap. So it's like, um, I have to speak through like the production of it, basically. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, so um, it's not even like a lot of those beats, they don't start out like that in the beginning. Like a lot of them will just be like skeletons of stuff. Like yeah, ideas, you know what I'm saying? Just to get the like idea going. Then an artist might, um, they might do some ideas on it and I'll go back in and like, you know, fuck with it some more or um, have another producer come in on it, fuck with it some more or, um, then do that and then have the artist go back in on it like you know so when you're like how does the process work are you making a beat like yo i need this one for 21 or you make the beat and then you're like yo this is a track for 21 or future would be fire on this um a lot of times when i make beats it's just like how when i was in high school like i'll just make them just like making them and um you know a lot of times like while i'm making them you might get an idea like yo so-and-so might sound real good on this or like when I'm in the mode for an actual album, it'll be like, okay, what do we need? What do, what are we lacking? What do we need more of? And I'll just more so like uh, go in on that, like more focused. But generally just making beats, I'll just make them and it'll be like, oh, this could be cool for so-and-so. Or I might be in the studio with somebody and just make something on the spot, like just in the vibe, like, you know. Have you ever sent the same beat to two rappers and oh, picked two with more fire? All the time. Any on this new album? Where like two different people had to say. We were like, all right, I'm gonna have Future try this one out in 21 and then see who who hit it harder. Right. Um, yeah, or a lot of times like situations like that, I'll have different artists do the same beat. Yeah. And um sometimes they'll know, sometimes they won't. And I'll just uh well when it comes to my albums, because it's like uh just composing and putting everything together. Yeah. It'll be like uh I just really take the best of both or whatever they did and kind of try to like yeah, arrange and like just build something out of it. Has of there thing. ever been like any crazy wars over like some of your beats? Cause I know that's a thing, right? Like you'll send the beat out to like different people and then yeah. do people try to buy it off you and like outbid each other? If it's like, cause you've made some legendary beats. Like I'm sure that's gotta happen. Oh wow, sometimes. thank you. But yeah, in the past, you know, there's been times where um, certain people have had a beat and then somebody else wants to put it out and wants to do this. Or, you know, sometimes like an artist, somebody will have a beat and I might not have heard what they did or they might not have really said anything about it. And then uh, it comes out somewhere else. They're like, yo, I was going to use that. Was well, like, you got to let me know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't say anything, like this shit got to move. Because when I was younger, I used to like, anytime I knew somebody rapped on a beat or even had it, I won't send it out to anybody else. Mm -hmm. But then like a song or something might never come of it. So then it's just like, damn, I just wasted that shit. Yeah. And I did that for years. So now it's just like, um, I feel like I'm in a different place now with a different kind of like respect and communication yeah, with artists sure. to where it's like, that, yeah. where we're just like, okay. Cause people must catch feelings too, right? Like I always wonder that like, yeah. it's such a craft. Well, like do people get offended? You keep it real and be like, like hey, that? bro, you could you could do better on this track or Oh yeah. Like, that's the only way. Yeah. That's the only way, bro. But like, you can't get away with that at the beginning, right? Yeah, I mean like now it, it's like they're gonna listen to you. They'll listen more, but even like more so in the beginning, like, I'm gonna let you know what I think. 
And I feel like uh, over the years, like the past decade, I've grown from more of a beat maker role into more of a like a real like producer role to where like um, giving you feedback. I might give you some bars. I might help you start this off. I might uh, let you know like, yo, this was hard, but it started, you started to lose me halfway through. Let's just fix that up and then keep it going. And I feel like that's like just as important, if not more important than like just making the beats. 100%. Because it's like ensuring that the song comes out like, you know, I can't just sit there in the studio and you just rapping on the beat and I might not like it like that. And I'm just like, just going with it. Just like, okay, fuck it. Like, we'll go to the next one. Like, no, like we got to try to make something out of it. Yeah. I, I think of like, when I think of raindrops with Travis Scott, right? that was like a whole different, I don't know what it was, but it just hit so much harder. Yeah. So does, like when you do that song with Travis, does he after that, if it does well, is he like, yo, we got to do a whole, like some, you got to come do something for me. Um, really with a lot of people on the album and a lot of people I collaborate with often, like people like Future or Thug or Travis, um, even Gunna, like we, I've came up, especially with like Future Thug and Travis, like we've came up together type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's a different level of respect and camaraderie and like, just chemistry overall. Like, I feel like it's all about the chemistry. Yeah. So um, that's why I work with those kind of people like more often because it's just like, I feel like the vibe and the chemistry is like the core of just making good music. Cause like we're all comfortable. We all respect each other and we have a common goal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it don't even really be like a, yo, you gotta do something for me now. And also I'm not one of those producers or just somebody that's like, um, I'm just trying to take all these songs for myself or like an artist has, has to worry like, oh, we get in the studio with Metro, he's gonna be trying to take every song for his album and do this. Like, I'm here as a producer first to serve you and serve the people and the purpose of putting some fire out, you feel yeah. me? So like me doing my own projects, that's something I love to do. Uh, something I love to do on the side, but if it's ever a moment like an artist wants a song or something like that, then I don't hesitate to just be like, that's cool because I know I could just make some more shit. You know what I'm saying? So it always works out. How does it work on this album? Is it all you like producing everything or are you collabing with people on oh, beats Oh, collaboration. Like I make, as far as like my producer albums like this and Not All Heroes Wear Capes, it's like more of a, like a collaboration party. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm calling all my, my artist boys, my friends and producers as well. And we're just like banging out beats bouncing ideas off of each other. I feel like just the art of collaboration as a whole, like through my whole career, like I've gained and learned so much from that. And I enjoy it so much, especially with people I really respect and rock with. So um, yeah, the whole album is just me collaborating with other producers that I love and look up to, you know, Alan Ritter, Honorable C-Note, D. Rich. Uh, I want to start naming people, so many. But you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we just, rock out just like back in the day uh, yeah i just Let's bro, it feels it feels so crazy to me to like hear you say two years because it's like a track that you made two years ago are you ever worried like yo this isn't gonna bang the same because it's like old now um like music's evolving like fuck i can't use that like why why did it take so long yeah uh or what made you hesitate to be like yo we could get this done in a year i feel like this just the um 
I don't want to go to astrology because I'm I'm not I don't know too much about that or huge in that, but I'll just say or somebody else to say, like just the Virgo in me. Like yeah. I feel like I just it's like it could have been good enough a year ago, a year and a half, but it's just like good to my standards though. You know what I'm saying? Just like I always feel like, oh, we could do a little better. Or yeah. we could get this a little better or execute this a little better or tweak these drums on this a little better or just make more music to just like have like the whole story and everything just flow better. Are any of the artists like hitting you up like, bro, when's this coming out? Yeah. <laughs> Does that ever yeah, like what be songs like, um, on this album? I wouldn't even say like, when's it coming out? Like press it, but like. Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. I'll say everybody's pretty much patient. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like they 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 trust the method like behind the madness sure. type of thing because they've seen it before. Uh -huh. They've experienced it with me working on their projects and just different things. When do you think you got that kind of like respect to where it was like, all right, at this moment, I know like these guys take my opinion, will listen to me. Like, was there a turning point? Um, Or why don't you just even tell us about like the first song that you put out where it was like, this changed your life. First song that really changed my life. First song you produced on or yeah. put out yourself, yeah. I'll say... It was a song back in the day that Future had called Karate Chop and it had Lil Wayne on yeah. it on the remix. Listen to it today. Oh yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Listen to Honest too. I Honest, yeah. Oh, that too. Shout out Spins. I produced that with my brother DJ Spins. But um, yeah, just that time in that era, that's where things started to like kind of like start to begin to snowball. I wouldn't even say snowball yet, but like begin to. Like, mm. you know what what was saying? the story behind that song? So Future, I used to always send beats. Um, shout my boy Propane. He used to manage me. But um, while I lived in St. Louis, I used to always send Propane beats for Rocco all the time. And you know, Rocco had Future Sign. So I would always send him beats for Rocco. I would flood his email all the time. I was like 16, 17. I would flood his email. With just with beats? Yeah, just with beats. How many beats at a time would you send? Back then, bro, probably like 15, 20, just at a time. Wow. Just trying to get in there. So like... um. I was always flooding with beats. 
And I had been heard about Future. He had the No Way Out mixtape. Like I was rocking with him, 1000. But he had dropped uh, Dirty Sprite 1. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I was like in 11th grade. And they just they just took me over, bro. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> it went from always sending beats to Rocco, even though I was still a big Rocco fan, to I was always sending beats for Future. Then I yeah. was like, yo, 30 beats for Future, Future, just sending them. So then one day I was at home and Rocco called, not Rocco, Propane and Future had called me like, yo, we fucking with some of these beats. Woo-woo. So they had did a song called Hard. Mm-hmm. And I was in 12th grade. So then I had graduated high school and I had um moved out here to Atlanta to go to school at Morehouse. So um at the beginning of the semester, they put the song out called Hard. And I yeah. remember like walking around on campus, cars would be driving by playing that <laughs> That's shit. That's so lit. And I was, it was like <laughs> fucking crazy. my mind up. Did you know? Shit. Did you know or did you just hear it? No, I knew. They told knew. you like, yo, yeah, we're yeah, using for it. For sure, for sure. I had knew. So the song came out on the mixtape. It was going crazy. And then from that point, now that I'm in Atlanta, me and Future in the studio every day. Like I would split up my time every day from school. I would go to the studio with Future. I'd go stop at the studio with Gucci. I'd go to the studio with, Future, with Scooter. And that was like my everyday like thing. You know That's what I'm saying? Wild, yeah. So uh, being in the studio with him every day, he did Karate Chop at the same time. And I remember uh, when he was playing it, it was just so different. Like the beat, I'd be biased to a lot of my beats sometimes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm biased to the beat, kind of like I might not like the song. So, and how he approached the song was so different. I remember at first, like I, I would tell him too, like, I don't know well, really At about that point, it. sorry to cut you off. At that point, are you like nervous? Cause you're fucking, well, you're a freshman in college, right? Right. And Future's there. Yeah. Like, and he, you're kind of, he, he's rapping on your beat. But you're also giving me advice. You're like, yo, I gotta be careful or what? I, w- I feel like it wasn't even nervous. It was just like, with me and him, it was like, a, it was just like a certain bond and like brotherhood just from day one. That's dope. Just from day zero, it was like something just unspoken. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just a respect for each other. Of course, like over time, the respect grew. Like when we first did Monster, where like the first project of his, like, yeah, that's that one I of like my executive bro. produce type thing. And I remember we were in the studio one day and I told him, I was like, yo, you should let me EP this shit. Like, what's up? <laughs> and he was like, you sure you ready for that? I was like, hell yeah. He was like, all right. This is on Monster? Yeah, it's on Monster. Yeah, Coding Crazy is one of my favorite songs of all yeah, time. Yeah, shout out TM on that Coding Crazy beat. Yeah. That shit, legendary. Yeah. Nah, but that's really how it started. And I feel like, and shout out to Esco. We all did that shit together. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like once that had popped off and just had the cultural impact it did, it was just like, okay. This is just how we rocking now. Damn, that's so crazy. That's so fire. what how did your life change when you're so you're saying you're going from future to Gucci? I've been in the studio with Gucci every day too back then. What were you guys working on at that point? What what year was this? Do you know? 2012. So like Trap Back, Trap God right there? Yeah, Trap God. Trap God is like that's the first tape where I had some work on with him. It was Trap God one. And Trap oh yeah, gas and muds on there. Yeah, gas and muds on there. I did a song called Dead Man with uh Yeah, that's a f- banger. <laughs> with Trey and Scooter. Appreciate that. And but even to do that, like I was in the studio with Gucci every day, because Gucci gonna rap on a thousand beats. Yeah. But you only put so many out. So like we were doing so many songs and So what's the difference at that point? Like what is what does working with Gucci look like? And then what does working with future look like? If um, you had to compare and contrast. I'll start with even the similarities. Like they both, I've never really met anybody else that like work like how they do as far as like 
making so many songs. I feel like so many artists coming up then watch like Gucci and Future like just work, 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 make so many songs every day. Now that's like what everybody tries to do mm. or like what everybody does. So like they were both just every day, like five to seven ideas every day, like every single day. They're not, they're living in the studio every day. So I feel like that's a part of where that came from for me or even people like Thug coming up. And that's why I thought the same way. Thug living in the studio, like, you know what I'm saying? Like How different? Because I know it's a thing too. Uh, is Hit Labs in Miami, or what's oh, it? Oh, Hit Factory. Hit Factory. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. And criteria. I was there one time, and I was in Forty Two Doug's studio, and it was like a party, and then yeah. Roddy Rich was in the studio next door, and it was dead silent. Yeah, people have different so, vibes. Yeah. So, like, what is what was the difference? Like, is Thug, Gucci, and Future all doing the same thing? Like, is it a party in there, or, or like who goes to the craziest like party wise? Yeah, there's the gotta studios. be some crazy studio sessions where you're just like, yo, this is insane. Yeah, what's the craziest studio party? I feel like it'll be, it's the same, like, even with me. Like, I feel like it's times and modes. Like, you might come in the studio with Future one day, and it's just him and the engineer and some candles lit, and it's just dark. Future's going to have a studio dark every time anyway. <laughs> like, it's damn near pitch black, and he got shades on. I still don't know how he does it, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So um, it'll be like that some days, or just some days they have a lot of the guys in there. Or um, Same thing with Gucci. Gucci, uh, it used to be a lot of folks at the studio. You know who who had the most chicks in the studio? Mm. It's like, is there every time you just walked into the studio and you're just like, whoa, like. Honestly, it wouldn't even be that many girls in the studio as you would think. Really? Like all the time. So they're what? Like just super professional, like on their shit? Yeah. It'd just be how, like, you know, the homies, like family, shit like that. Like, it'd mostly be that. You know, it'd be some vibes sprinkled in at times, but. It wouldn't just be like a straight party all the time because like they in there working. Yeah. Like they in there working. Like How out in. of place would he be in a studio session with Gucci? He fit right in. You right think in. so? Probably if he's like an Stein, engineer Stein, or something. He, if you Bro. don't know about Stein, he wanted to be a rapper like growing up. Like he wears a lot of chains. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. What was your rap name? Uh, Pac-Man. That's kind of hard. Yeah, no, I was hard. Pac-Man. Well, I had the gas always on me, so that's like oh, people. Oh, so that, that's yeah. like Pac-Man. From a young age. When I started, trap back changed my life. Trap back, that was my shit. Like yeah. 12th grade, 11th, 12th grade. Trap back. And then I started listening to When Wiz. your dad bought you a car for your sweet 16. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, that was from hustling. That, right? and Denver, yeah, from Colorado. hustling. See, yeah, he likes to take away from that. But, yeah, uh, he like take away from it. But yeah. when Wiz came out with a Prince of the City 2, yeah, too, like when sure. everyone was smoking. So yeah, it really changed my life. Damn. So I've been about that. So what, what year you graduate? What year y'all graduate? High school. You're, High school. 90, you're 93, right? You were yeah, born I'm in 93. I'm in 94. Yeah. Same. Okay, cool. So we in the same. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. So we grew up with the, with the same shit. Same much. shit. Exactly. So when you're young making beats, you're like 16, right? 17. What drew you to the Atlanta rap scene as opposed to other places? Um, I'm from St. Louis, born and raised. I feel like it's a lot of similarities. And... Just even the music, like coming up, I always been a fan. Or even like from somewhere like St. Louis, which they consider the Midwest, but it's kind of like at the bottom of the. But um, so it's like, it's not like we just super regional, like uh, like L.A. or New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we caught some of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we was listening mm-hmm. to everything, from. Dipset to West Coast, the game and Snoop and them, the down south, we listening to UGK, we listening to everything. So I feel like uh I always done done rock with everything they done did in Atlanta though. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? From Outkast to Lil Jon to I, I can't Why? even start naming names. Yo, real quick, no one called me Pac Man, by the way. I just want to let you know. Oh, you just that made was just that off the top of my head. Oh, that was kind of good, though. No, that was. Uh, why? Why is Atlanta such a hotspot for this? Like, this rap scene. And everybody talk about Atlanta now, but I feel like it's just been like that for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta think. Like, I was in sixth grade when D4L and shit was out. Like, oh, Laffy yeah, Tabby, I, like, I was in sixth grade <laughs> back then. Like, and they still running shit. Like, the city is still running shit. So it's like, it's actually insane how many people are out of Atlanta. Everyone, yeah. bro. What like from the the hottest guys like little baby. Yeah, I feel like it's just the flavor, like just the. It's just like it's just so much flavor. Like what? What about like the Atlanta? What's different about the like the culture that comes with the music? As far as what what part? Like, I mean, like like Chicago, right? Right. Chief Keef, like the drill shit, and then Atlanta. I don't know. It just seems different. Like, it seems like you never. And I don't want I don't want to like come off the wrong way, but it seems like the like if you grew up in the hood, it always stays with you in Atlanta. Because right. like even ge- geographically, like how Atlanta laid out is different from most cities. Like, and I say that because like Gucci still talks about like today, like trapping. Yeah, you know, like a lot of those guys do. Yeah, for sure. Because like you know, an artist, a rapper, like they not here to be a role model. They not here to promote nothing. They really like. I look at rap. Even from Tupac back then, it's like my favorite rapper all the time. It's uh, you really like a reporter, mm-hmm. so it's like you just let niggas know what's going on, whether you're still in the street or not. Like it's up to you to like let the world and everybody know like what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's more than that. And then like even how Atlanta laid out, like in a lot of cities or a lot of other states, it'll be like you'll have the city and then the hood will be like 20 minutes away or something like that, 30 minutes away from the city. Like here, like it's intertwined, like mm-hmm. downtown, like wherever you at, like it's, that shit is five, six minutes away. So I feel like it's just always got that presence and mm-hmm. just, it's just deeply rooted. Yeah. Had you, another big guy you work with, obviously he's 21 and coming off that big album now. How did, how right. did you guys originally meet? Um, Savage, even before I knew him as 21 Savage, uh, everybody calling, everybody know him as Lil Man. So. That's what? Lil Man. Lil Man. Lil, Lil Man. Man, like L I L M M A N. He's not that small, though. Right. That was just. That's just his shit. Hood name. Guy, yeah. Shit yeah. like that. So, like, back then. um, How long ago was this? 2013 or 14, something like that. So, like, he didn't even rap back then. First off, every time I see this nigga, he wouldn't even speak. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't yeah. be a little dap. That's it. But like, he wouldn't even say nothing. But um, he would always be with shout Fat Man Key, my boy Key, mm-hmm. and uh, our boy Q who rapped too. So like, he would just he would be around. You always see him like it's just like circles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my boy Man Man Savage, and um. He would be around like with Sonny and everybody. Like we all just had like it's hard to explain, but um, you know, just from around the way and shit. So yeah. we just see him. So one day we doing this uh billboard shoot. Bill Billboard was doing like a um a write up on like just upcoming Atlanta shit. Like I remember they had me, Sonny, McConan, uh, Childish Major, just a bunch of shit from that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was at the shoot, but he wasn't at the shoot like to be in the shoot like he was holding somebody else down type shit. So yeah. we in between shots, we just chilling. And he like, hey, I'm finna start rapping. Send me some beats. 
He just said it. So then <laughs> I was just like, I had been new, bro, from just being around. So I was just like, shit, all right, fuck it. <laughs> and um like you don't want to not send send 21 beats. No, nah, I ain't even like that. Like he just intimidated me or something. It was just like yeah. I don't know, I guess it was God. It was but just did something. he give you like at least like something a cappella at the time? Like, let me nah. give you something 15 seconds or something. Hey, no, I ain't even need it. I ain't even need an audition. Just cause like So what if what if one of us was like, yo, send us some beats? Would you do it? I might, but see, I don't know y'all like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like he was just like, you know what I'm saying? He'd be around the way so much, it was just like. But people do that all the time, and I don't always send people beats. I forget or something, but just something was over me. Just I had sent them some beats, and um, one of them was the song called, I think it was Drip Drip. He put on his first mixtape. They Was it Slaughter King? Slaughter Tape? Slaughter mm -hmm. King. On his first mixtape. Um, I think that was the right tape, but it was his first tape. And uh, he, me and TM made the beat. He ended up putting that on there. And from there, we just started to slowly like build like a... Yeah. And then we just kept You guys have worked in. a lot together, you and him. Yeah, for sure. And we had did Savage Mode, and then just after that, we were just locked all the way in. It's crazy to see his evolution. Yeah, and no, that's a blessing. Like, it's insane. I remember, I don't know, just like his old interviews and shit, like, to now, it's like, he's just evolved so much as like, I guess like a businessman even, and like... Everybody talks about his evolution and just how crazy it is, like... It's a blessing. It's just crazy to me, too, because I watched, like, Lil Baby had a documentary come out. Right. And he had a nickname on the streets before he was doing rap. So right. it's just crazy to see these guys like just evolve and like they pick a different lane. Yeah. But it just takes off. And you have no idea. Like when yeah. 21 sends you that beats, how many times before until he like pops off? Man, that was the first tape. It took a few more tapes. Yeah. Like it wasn't just no overnight shit. Like I seen his evolution. Like back when we did that, it was still live mixtape days. Like this is is before that streaming guy? and like Apple Music and shit. Is that another guy you just like clicked with and it was just like Who's on savage? the same page? Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's why I put him in there like with the category that I put like Pluto and Thug and Trav. Like I put him in that because it's like, it's like a, we came up together type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and grew together. Like, you know what I'm saying? I watched him grow. He watched and helped me grow as a producer. Mm -hmm. and as somebody like putting albums together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is there ever like a time where if 21 was to work with somebody else, you'd be like, bro, like I could have done something better for you? Like producer-wise? Yeah. No. Nah. Like I feel like anytime if you do something and it's like that shit is hard, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see him win, period. Yeah, just because I know who he is. You know what I'm saying? And got love for him and who he is just as a person, as an artist, as anything even as a fan of him like i just want to see you win yeah does does the rap game ever get like political like that ever? i mean Any it's always political yeah it's always political with like artists or like more like on the business label side or both but with artists too yeah with artists too um i feel like in my younger years i'm 29 now so back then when i was doing more like just people's songs all over the place and shit it was uh i was doing a lot of shit but I had got to the point eventually to where I really only work on now, like what I'm passionate about. So it's like, I'm not just out here just collecting one anybody money or mm -hmm. you're a huge artist and you got some money or it's a huge opportunity and just work, work, work. Like I gotta be passionate about and be a fan of you and your music, rock with you, who you are as a person. And 
because I know how important it is just for that chemistry and just for that raw, natural, organic vibe, like what kind of music comes out of that. Yeah. So like we're in the studio and it's not like work, it's just effortless and mm. the song's just making themselves. Yeah. I mean, I am kind of curious, like when did, like when did the money start coming in and when did everything like really evolve financially? Mm. Cause you got two Maybachs now, so. Right. We know you got it like that. <laughs> and I heard you have a crazy jewelry con uh, collection. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, who told you that? Cash. Cash. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we got the whole Talk scoop. to us about it a little bit. Yeah, I definitely do. And that took that took some years of accumulating, you know. What do you got? Yeah, a lot of shit, bro. Just from, and I, I've never been like the flashy type. So it's like only people who know me or know that. Like even shout out Elliot, Eliante, my jeweler. Been rocking with him for 10 years now. Like he. You show everybody love, bro. Yeah, got to, bro. <laughs> you know. It's him and other like of my boys who are artists who like really know and know me. They always say and they'll be like, we like they'd be like, bro, people don't even know how crazy your collection is. So what's is, the craziest uh, piece you've ever bought? I got a lot of them, but see, like my taste ain't like everybody else's taste. Like I like to buy like more like uh, classy rather than gaudy type of shit. I like you know? to rock the fattest Cuban possible. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Steiny rents chains though. He doesn't buy them. Yeah. So he'll well, hit up his jeweler and be I have like, like, can like I just thing. have a Cuban for the night? Just to like I have a thing where a it's like, bro, like I'm not gonna buy anything until you really fall in love with it. So I try a lot of different pieces. Yeah, so yeah. just yeah, you know, I haven't bought one yet. It's been like a year, but he I just haven't tell, liked anything he enough. Tell people that, but yeah. no, I haven't liked anything enough. That's oh, what yes. it is. You yeah, like nothing enough. Yeah, it's nah, like a test drive on a car. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to buy a car, but I'm not fucking with it. Just got sad in but it. But eventually the dealer's like, yo, you can't just be test driving cars. <laughs> yeah, you like, you then you go to the next purchase. fucking dealership. That's what you do straight up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Go burn him out and go to the next. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, today it's all over. I saw it. Drake what? had oh, a yeah, custom that. chain with 42 engagement rings. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I did just see that earlier. What's What's your thoughts on that? That's crazy. Uh, wow, what does hard. that cost you? Cause they're all huge ass diamonds, right? Too much. So yeah. what? That's at least seven figures. No, it's right? the whole 40, thing. I, I seen it was like hundred and twenty some carats. So I was like, it's forty two girls there. that he was supposed to propose to. Yeah. Also, so how do you have forty two options? I mean, I get that, but it's been 40, a long time. Forty two people you propose to? That's a that's a lot. I think it was like I think it was just people that he thought about proposing to, not like actual like forty two proposals, one knee, but like. Oh man, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot. I th he'd probably go 42 for 42, right? Yeah, no, for sure. That's a deep meaning for a chain. It is though. But that's the flex, right? Like that's if a girl easy. asks, like, "What's the meaning behind that?" And then you like drop that on her, like she's probably like, "Oh shit!" Like, but that's also like, yo, I had 42 options, like, right? That's they're that's and they're I mean. all probably pretty, you know, beautiful and cool, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, Maybe if so. you he met a booby trap. Have you been there? Of course. Yeah, it's on the river. Is Magic City that dope or no? Yeah, magic, magic's legendary, man. I was in there last night. Really? Yeah. Magic City on What's Monday. What's the vibe in there? Like, what, could we vibe there? Or <laughs> Hell not? yeah, y'all could vibe there. Overly, y'all love it. Dude, we gotta do it, bro. Fuck. I love it. We kind of we could have did this there, but you know, <laughs> next time. Why do you have like the plug there? You go there a lot. Um, just over the years, like how the clubs work out here, like with the strip club, it's like. It ties hand in hand with the music. That's game. what I was gonna say. It's it must be part. inspiring sometimes. Like you gotta go to the strip club to get inspired. It's a big part. Like 
man, me and Thug used to do songs and like as soon as we get done doing it, like this is when we started CDs. Like, I'll burn a CD on the computer and we'll go to the club, take it to DJ, like, yo, let's go hear this that's shit, so see lit. what's going on. Oh my God. Well, you that's how saying? you know if it's a fucking banger. You how other me? way can you test a track than exactly. that? Exactly. And like, you just watch the strippers' reactions? Yeah, watch everybody's reaction. You know, vibe out, throw some money, get everybody hype. That's and it's so like, cool. okay. You feel me? Damn, what a job. that's dope. <laughs> like, even now, like, for this album, like, there were a couple songs that, um, won't do the CDs now, but I done airdropped to DJs probably, like, a year ago when I thought it was going to come out. Mm-hmm. And they done played them in Magic. And, um, after that, I done left and it been other nights people done called me like, yo, they ain't playing the song again. <laughs> so, like, yeah, man, it, it's, a, it's a big part. It goes hand in hand. So, like, from years and years of going back to these places and showing love and they show love back, you build like just relationships and you is, know. Is there a rapper that was pushing for too many strip club tests? <laughs> like he's like, like every time you make a song, it's like, all right, strip club <laughs> test. And you're like, bro, this one's a banger. I don't think we got to. Um, that- I don't even think it's anybody ever just be pushing for a test. Like a lot of times we'll go, like just to go and vibe. Not yeah. always like just a test thing, but. Sometimes we might just go there and then it might not be for that. And then just be in there for a minute and be like, feeling good. Like, yo, let's have him play this. Like, you know, it just happens yeah. in the yeah. vibe. If a, if a dancer's not feeling the song, she's not getting any bands though, right? Nah. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> even if they're not feeling it, they're going to make you feel like, they're going to make you think they're feeling it. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? of course. Gonna, We've gone down that road. Trust me. Come many on. Times. Yeah. She's you know, telling you she loves the hi-hats and shit. Yeah. The best, biggest actress. It's the best track I've ever heard. So Of course. You got, I mean, maybe that's not the best test, now that I think about it. Because right. there are pros in there, bro. Yeah, but it's about more than just them. It's like... The other, the yeah, random like, dudes in there. The, yeah, the club, like, strip club here for us, it's more like a regular club. So yeah. it's like, it's still flooded with regular people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still, it's like, it's like the dancers on the side type mm-hmm. shit, you True. know? I want to ask, how did you, what was the making like of like your producer tags? Cause you got some of the the coolest ones. Yeah. How many different ones do you have? Like oh, AO Metro, I trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Bro, I'm. Um. That one. What else? Well, you have. I'm telling you right now that you're viral on TikTok because people are playing like samples of like uh, uh, what's it called? Breaking Bad, and Bro, like Walter White speaking into it, and it's hard as fuck. Do you see that? I saw yesterday. Um, I see there's a trend on there now. Like, on the uh, okay, on the superhero before the song drops, I have uh. Anthony Starr from The Boys, who plays Homelander. He has uh, like a monologue, like it's on the <laughs> intro. So, you know, I put the instrumentals out too. So these kids are just so smart and creative. It's crazy, They bro. take the beats and now they're just putting all kind of villain monologues on there. Like I've seen The Riddler, I've seen The Joker. I've seen, they just keep putting all kind of stuff on there. and They all sound crazy. It's honestly like when, when I saw, there's a very specific scene from Breaking Bad. It yeah, fits so perfect. Too. And yeah. I was like, this is like the hardest thing I've ever seen. They make them, they cut them and make them fit perfect. And it's just like, damn. And, they, all these and the views work. go crazy, bro. Yeah. It's fucking wild. It's crazy, bro. Have you, can you use stuff like that or nah? Use what? Like you don't use like, I've seen Kodak one time used, and I know you worked with him, but he used like a Scarface intro. Oh yeah. Nah, shout out Kodak. You said you used a Scarface intro? On Haitian Scarface? Yeah. Like is that can you do that with whatever? Like if you wanted to use that Walter White thing on a song, would could hey, you, you just do gotta that? get it clear. Even like for the boys, like they just have to um approve of what you're doing. You have to let them hear it. Yeah. And they approve it. Like, um that's why I say shout out Anthony Starr. He didn't have to rock with that like that. I remember we had to send him the song 
They're like, okay, he has to approve it, okay. And he had rocked with it. He didn't show love, posted the album since then. And that was big for me because, like, I'm a huge fan of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can. Yeah. You definitely can. But you just got to go the right protocols. To, for sure. Yeah. Well, so we didn't really talk about him, but what is... I know it's kind of sensitive right now, but what's your relationship like with Migos? Oh, man, Amigos, uh, when I first moved to Atlanta and I had dropped out of college the first semester, I had uh, I moved in with Sonny Digital. Hmm. And um, shout out to Sonny. He let me sleep on his couch, sleep on his flow for however long I needed until I had... Because, you know, I dropped out of school, so it's like, where I'm going to stay? I'm not in the dorm anymore. So he let me rock out until eventually I got my own spot. But back then, it was a spot, his apartment, we used to call it 516. And that's where everybody would come through because he had the studio set up. One side of the room, he had like a production set up to make beats. The other side was one to record. So it would be in there all the time. And um, he know, he already had knew the Migos in them from, because they are from Gwinnett, from like back in the day. So uh, they would come over a lot. We would vibe. Um, I remember they had put the Bando song out. They was really bubbling in the city. Uh, it was the 18 and Up Club we used to go to called Mansion. Mansion Elon. We used to go to every Friday. And it would be me, Sonny, all our folks. The name of our shit was Forbes Atlanta back then. So it would be Forbes Atlanta. And they was wiring. And we would just go to Mansion every Friday. Show out. Go crazy. I remember the first time we all been to L.A. First time in our life was all together. Um... And we just built a bond from back then, bro. And I always just kept it silent. And it's like we were all just growing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my relationship and roots with them, like, them always going to be my brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all three of them niggas. Yeah. I mean, deeply. rest in peace, take off. But No, for sure. When when you hear of that news, like, what does that do for you? Or Man, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, that shit fucked me up. Like, yeah. it still fucks me up every single day. Every single day, because it's like, nigga, like, Take is literally the, he's the, I, I always done said, Takeoff is the perfect example of how everyone should live their life. Like, just as a human being. You feel me? So, like, it's tragic when things like that happen to anybody you know or love to fuck with, but to happen to somebody like him, it's just like, damn, not, like, can't be you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, it's hard, bro. It's hard. It's still hard. Like, it's it's pretty, so fucked. It's pretty wild because we did Lil Yachty on the pod mm-hmm. like a week before. And uh, he's from Atlanta. Or he stays right. here, right? And yeah. he was talking about, he's like, dude, people are just so weird. Like, I don't really like to go out that much. No, nah, it's facts, bro. It's facts. So, does that, like, does that make people, like, more like, yo, we got to watch the way we move? Or, like, how do pe- how does the rap scene react to that? Man, I don't know how everybody else react to it, but me, I just, I've been praying ever since, bro. Yeah. Still praying. Every day I pray for his family. I pray for everyone around him. Like, I just, I pray for him every day, bro. Cause like, just that feeling, like it's just indescribable, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just for unexpected tragedy to happen to just such a beautiful soul. It's like, you can't even fathom like, man. It's just crazy, bro. Is there any type of, like, solution to, like, what's going on with, like, rap and, like, violence right now? 
Man. I guess it's not just in rap. I mean, people are killing yeah, each other for, for yeah, energy. To be honest, society like, as a whole. I remember when I was growing up and stuff, and I thought the Tupac and Biggie thing was so crazy. Because yeah. it was like two big rappers died, but it happened so frequently. Now it's like, exactly. it seems normal. Now it's normalized Which is sure. weird. But like, everybody tries to put the emphasis on rap, and I feel like it's not even rap. It's just the world we live in. I guess those are just the like, stories that are just like being that pushed to, to niggas us. Every yeah. day that's yeah. not famous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's people, it's mamas and brothers and sisters crying every day over senseless violence that's not about no rap shit. It's just the world we living in, bro. Like, I just be praying for everybody, bro. Yeah. Well, it's wild. Yeah. Cash also told us that you're you're a gamer. Yeah, a little bit. What are you what are you bit. playing? Um man, I've been working on the album so long, so like I've had the game shit on the side, but I finally finished it, so now I've just been locked in on a new Call of Duty <laughs> and always playing 2K around the clock, always. Yeah, I know. Your boy, 20, we did Kai Sanat, who's in Atlanta too. He's yeah. a streamer. Yeah. And uh, he played 21 for 121K. Yeah. And I think he whooped his ass. No, he lost. I, I know Savage no, for sure. No, I thought beat him, yeah. Wait, no, 21 won? I know yeah. Savage won. Did he get the money? Him, yeah. I don't know what they did, but Holy I know Savage fuck. won. He, Why, you and 21 ever play? All the time, yeah, yeah. Really? Do you guys get action or? What you mean? Like any like bets bet. on there? Oh, bets like that? Nah, not for real. No? Just like so maybe like some silly shit. Like, Must not be that good. It'd really be bragging rights for real. <laughs> That's all he be one. Like, he crazy. But yeah. we, uh, he loves 2K, bro. That's damn near all he do. So outside of like the music stuff, is that something that you do just like as a hobby to get your mind off shit? Oh, uh, yeah. I grew up playing video games. So it's like. It's it's a it's a good recreational tool and exercise. I feel like the video game keep you in the house. That's one. That's a huge thing. Keep you in the house. Keep you safe. It's free. Keep you from spending money. Like it's too many yeah. advantages. It's fun. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I love to just sit at home and just play the game and unwind. You feel me? Yeah. I want uh, to ask too. I guess there's two styles for the way you work with people. But what's what's like the most that you've ever like charged or sold a beat for don't have to say who it's up there it's definitely up there but like what's the price tag i know it's crazy because we damn. usually ask people trying to get the number no we, we usually ask how much did you charge for a feature right and i think the most we had yeah. was 300k maybe oh yeah yeah i'll say probably just one something i feel like when it got to the point where it started getting like that i just made a million beats no 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 i just like I said, I, I mostly work with people like stuff I'm passionate about. So right. like, so you're not really selling beats. I'm not about to be like, oh yeah, future give me a hundred thousand for this beat. Like, no, we just. Is it vibing. ever weird when you become like such boys? Like when it comes to talking about the money? Yeah, no, because yeah, it, it's, it's never like about the money with me. So like, it's not a factor. I don't care. But you like, want to get paid at the same I'll time. I do this shit for free. Like I don't care. Yeah. So it's like at this point we just do like, because I guess they got labels and stuff's technical like. We'll just do swaps. It'll be like, I don't want none, no money for this beat, but like. Come on my album. On my album, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let's just swap it out and it's already cleared and stuff. So that's mostly that's how I do stuff. Yeah. I know you obviously like to show everybody love, but who? what's like, who's been the most passionate guy you've worked with? Where it was like, they would stay there and do the track a hundred times until it was the best one. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passionate. Damn, you trying to get me in trouble. Mm. It's a strong word, too. Passionate. Well, just some guy where you're like, <laughs> fuck, this guy will like do the track until he gets it perfect where I've never seen. Yeah, like just a perfectionist, I guess. Um, a lot of people I work with like that because I'm definitely like that. So even if you're not on that, I'm on that. And I'm going to ask you to do it a bunch of times until it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Mm. And that makes all the world a difference. But somebody that's already on that, I could think of off the top, the weekend, definitely. Oh, shit. Yeah, without a doubt. And I feel like that's why me and him always, like, click on this level because it's like... You guys did Low Life, You, Him, and Future, right? Yeah, for that's sure. That's such a fucking banger. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you could turn that Life. song on at any time. Like, that it's w- a banger. Low Life Future's got timeless old. shit like that. Like, no, nah, he does. That song yeah. slaps so He hard. does. He does, bro. I love Low Life. When did you and when did you in the weekend and like the whole cash show nav first link? I feel like Cash was always rocking with me for years. Um I always knew Travis first and I guess Travis had like linked us up. It's a long time ago, probably like maybe rodeo days, something like that. Oh, okay. And uh even after that, you know, me and Cash will always stay in touch. Like they weren't managed me or anything yet, but um we always stay in touch. And I remember he came with the with the low life thing. Like, yo, we need to do this. Woo, he came with that play. And um, he would just come with stuff like that. And uh, I remember when he first had sent me some of Nav's SoundCloud songs. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just built like a, a bond and just a rapport just from there. And then, you know, we just started really doing business together and it just snowballed into that. Oh yeah. You ever made beats with Nav? I know you guys did the album, but oh yeah, for sure. Me and Nav made a lot of beats. The album without fire a top. Too. I love that album. <laughs> the perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I fuck with Nav. Yeah, Nav's dope. What do What do you think? I know it's a wild time right now, but you did do I One with Fu- Future and Kanye. Yes, bro, I remember that too. What do you think about this? All this Kanye shit that's happening right now. Is it like do you? Because it seems like some people pay attention to it, some people don't. Yeah, but. I mean, you've worked with him, and yeah. you know he is musically. He's really talented. So are you like, what the fuck? Or I really like. I've been so locked in on the album and everything. Like people wouldn't even believe like how detached I be like from online. All the other a shit. Lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I might be around people and just hear a little this and that about stuff, and um, and just pray for him too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm praying for everybody, bro. Like that's it. Yeah. I think everyone kind of has that outlook on it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you might say or do certain things that I might be, might not agree with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I've never really been one for the culture or just like. There's just so much shit going on right now. I would just try to just X people out or just cancel. Like, sure. You know what I'm saying? I could easily not agree with with what you're saying and just be like, okay. Do you you think you could uh, like turn anybody into like a rapper? Not anybody. Like, what are like some like the talents you'd have to have to be like, yo, this this kid's worth it. One of the biggest things with me 
is, because I'm a producer, so I like sounds, I like textures. So like your voice, that's the first thing with me. Because I'm a student of the game, so like growing up, I already know that all the classic and biggest artists that we've had, like to really be an artist that's really going to stay, anybody could just get a song or have a high album or something, but like if you're really going to stay, you've got to have like a voice of your own. Like no matter what, we can't read no track list or no Apple Music, no Spotify, nothing. You come on this track, I got to be able to know it's you. Mm-hmm. Like your distinct voice. And so that's the biggest thing with me. You've had like a like a challenge, like, yo, this kid would have no chance, but like maybe, just maybe I could turn him into something. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of referring to myself. I don't know if you, you think I could vibe or not. I mean. Maybe like, I just come out of the studio for Like a I bit. said, you could get stuff off. I mean, you could make somebody a song or it might work. You know, today is so many finesses. The right variables might just, they might have a song, one little part, say the right thing, end up on TikTok. Now you're doing shows, doing this. Yeah, like, what do you think about all that? Shit like that just be happening. But I'm talking about like the real shit, like somebody you're going to talk about now and 10 years from now. Because it's so good. hard to stay in the game, bro. Yeah, like, some I know. People I've That's seen the hardest that part. Like, it's not getting in. It's like staying in this But what shit. do you think about like TikTok? These fucking 15 second sounds are blowing artists up like to another level. Yeah. Like... I'm not going to say names, but, like, do you think, like, are you ever just, like, yo, like, that shit, like, do you agree with that? Or do you think it's kind of lame and it, it hurts the music industry? I'll say I don't feel it hurts the music industry. I feel like I feel like it's the kids being creative. I feel like I feel like TikTok don't harm the music industry, but the music industry trying to bend over backwards for TikTok mm-hmm. hurts the music industry. Like, you're saying you can, you can pick out certain songs like, yo, this was obviously for a TikTok. Yeah, or like, bro, you don't know how many like A&Rs and just rooms, even fly on the wall, just rooms I've been in with people and they'll just be like, yo, yeah, we need a TikTok song or spit, we need to have it this fast so it's on TikTok or what's the TikTok? It's just, they bring it up too much. It's like, we in the kitchen. Why are we talking about TikTok? Why are we talking about the app? That's fucking nuts, You know bro. what I'm saying? Because like, what? Are they thinking like viral or are they thinking like, yo, bad? That's all they thinking because they see how like how quick it is, like the instant like gratification. So are these guys it. that are established or like newcomers though? I mean, these are these are established. Like, bro. Really? The biggest of everybody you could think of, them and the people with them are in the studio talking about TikTok. And I hate Give us shit. one guy. No, nah, I'm not gonna. Call <laughs> That's a big expose, bro. You know what I'm That's saying? Like I feel like I mean ending. at the same time, like but I f- it's not even all the artists' fault. It'll be like their labels, like yeah. manage shit like that. They'll be like they just so TikTok focused. But it's like I feel like even for this album, I've never had even had a TikTok, but I've seen how many TikToks and people will be like, "Yo, this trend on TikTok from the album, this trending like." But that just comes from like just focus on making good shit instead of trying to like cater finesse to some you know what i'm saying because like the, the kids yeah i feel like the only artist i could do that is drake yeah. like be like yo because i think of tootsie slide yeah like that was a tiktok banger yeah for sure tiktok banger. but he was thinking oh, yeah. i'm gonna make a tiktok they're, viral they're like you're not making shit. that shit for like no yeah. one's playing that except for on tiktok probably you feel me so it's like but the kids the kids one thing i didn't learn and i think i heard pharrell say in the interview so long ago when i was younger like the kids are always gonna sniff out the good shit yeah always no matter what so, like, if you just focus on that and just bring in the shit, then... And TikTok is where the kids is at. So, you put out a good album, it's just going crazy on there versus you trying to, like, cater and, like, kind of, like, fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. 
We were talking um about Drake and Twenty One's new album. Yeah, you worked on that, right? Oh uh, yeah, I did one song on it. Yeah. Which one did you Millions do? Millions one. Oh yeah, more M's. Yeah. More M's. Yeah. Have you you've listened to Rich Flex? Yeah. <laughs> was Drake like when he was gassing up Twenty One? Was that like sauce to you or <laughs> were you like, yo, he's just getting his boy? Because it did come off as like, you know, like. <laughs> Theo thing, you know what I mean? Like, he said, do well, it worked. Thing. You've made like three TikToks. Yeah, no, I get, song, I so. made three TikToks of that song. But I feel like they, they're they playing fucked around, worked in their they favor. Fooled, they fooled your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it worked no, in their they, favor. They though. got me bad with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you don't want to see what I was posting. You probably wouldn't fuck with me. After what that, you was but. posting? It's like I, some, some. Can I show them or no? Yeah, let me show see. Okay, I gotta take a piss, but yeah. Well, I want to see your fucking reaction to it. It's pretty bad. Oh, no. Look at his eyes. He's faded. Yeah, he's faded as fuck. Oh. Keep watching. <laughs> Man, what? See, I posted that on our podcast, and I said, I don't think that type of behavior should be tolerated from a podcast host. Oh, it shouldn't? I don't think so. We gave him a strike, though. We didn't, give him, a strike? A, we didn't give him a suspension right off the bat, but. It's just one strike. I'd say so. It's a flag, red flag, yellow flag. Yeah, big, big, big yellow card. Yeah. Not a red card, but not a red card, but a yellow card. Like back in the day in school, they put the yellow card in your shit. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I've never like I don't act like that. Yeah, like that's not my style. Like he said, you were faded. That song had you out your element. That shit, Bro, I w- I woke up the shit. next morning and was like, "Yo, what spell did Drake put on me?" Like that's not me. Right. Like I'm not doing that. Like whole like that's what the music does. Shit, bro. and like, usually I'm with like like a, a ten or a at ten. least a nine. Hey, like that's what the hard music do, bro. That shit just like he just like when, take over you. Yeah, no, I I didn't know what was going on, so yeah. I just want to make that clear. Like, nah, it's all so good, we're bro. boys and shit. No, <laughs> nah, nah. don't judge me off that. Nah, not at all. Judge me off my wins. Off your wins. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, your losses. It's only a couple, but yeah, that's not an L, bro. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I was gonna ask too. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to like producers building themselves? to be like a reputable reputable name like you've you've done because not every producer has like a name you know right. what i mean like everyone's kind of just like a ghost producer or whatever you call it right. what, what do you think's the biggest thing that you did to like build a like metro broom and the name for yourself i would say branding it and stuff you know i would say um aside from the visibility i say that's probably like number two so like back then shout out my boy cam kirk we had this vision where like me and him used to always talk, bro, and it's 10 years ago. And he's a cameraman, but we would be together all the time. So all these sessions I'm going to with Gucci and Thug and Future, everybody, he's always with me. So um, we would always talk about, like, we talked about it back then, too. That's why it's crazy right now. It's full circle. I told him one day, I was like, what if we can make this shit, like, I'm as big and visible like as an artist, but like without rapping. Cause producers have done it with rapping, but like Well, you've rapped too. Without rapping. Right? I mean, not like as a professional though. 19 and booming, I thought. No, I wasn't rapping on there at all though. Oh, really? That's and that's where the vision started. Like, even telling him back then, like, like we would shoot our own videos. Like, even like uh off that album, there's some more video with Thug. We shot that in my garage in my apartment back then, in my townhouse. Like, it was stuff like that. It would be just be like... So you're saying, like, shooting a lot of content, like, yeah, showing like you, we shoot like, vlogs, working? Yeah, um, Even me and Southside bullshitting, barbecuing. We'll shoot vlogs, making beats. We'll shoot our own videos. Pull up on Thug, shoot a video. Pull up on Rich Homie Quad, shoot a video. 
pull up with Future, just shoot a video. Um, we'd take a lot of pictures and that evolved into um, me starting to DJ and I was DJing for Thug and then doing shows, the rodeo tour with him and Travis. And then just started evolving to like a people interested in Metro thing. So like that's part of it. But the biggest thing I'll say is for a producer to lock in with an upcoming artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you just build that from the bottom with, cause I mean, it's easy to, you could be like, yo, I want to get some beats to Drake or Future or Kanye West. And that's cool. You could get, there's a lot to gain off of that. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that, but the chances of that are slimmer and the payoff, you'll still like, you'll get a look off of that. But I mean, Kanye going to be Kanye, Future going to be Future, Drake going to be Drake with or without your beats. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like, as a producer, it's not as much proven as like you coming up with somebody fresh. You know what I'm saying? So then this artist blows up, they get their leverage. You got your leverage because these labels and companies, everybody see you blew this artist up. So it's like, uh, it's way more respect in that and just way more leverage just all the way around, like working with an upcoming artist. That's why producers always ask me like, yo, what can I do? What can I do? And I'd be like, lock in with somebody coming up like you, bro. Like, I promise. Right, so right. have your eye on someone and try to like grow with someone. Yeah, grow with somebody. Because then smart. when y'all come up. Yeah, you're a really like, smart guy, bro. Yeah, like, appreciate it's, that, bro. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I mean. You don't get to, like, build a name like Metro Boomin without obviously having the talent. That's a given. But you're obviously, you understand the business and what it takes to build that brand, right? Yeah. That, that's a tough thing for everyone to have. It is, To have bro. the talent and the intelligence, right? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I'm blessed I'm blessed with that. It's a blessing. W were you ever surprised when you were, you said you were sending Rocco the beats back in the day, right? Yeah. Were you surprised when he would respond? Or do you think, like, even today, managers are other guys are going through emails and listening to beats like is that yeah how do how do rappers like go go through beats and stuff are they just opening folders and just like, do you think do you think anyone like as established as let's say future right now is gonna go through some random guy's email who sends him beats or his manager maybe no but they'll they'll fuck around and have an email or something that the engineer or some guy and like it'll be an email that producers they already fuck with send beats like he might have an email, like all these people, like Weezy, everybody, they'll pull up. But he might have an email where like Weezy, Jacob, me, Southside, everybody know to like send some stuff. And they might be in the studio some night, just want to hear some fresh shit, like pull up the email, mm -hmm. see who sent what. But um, back then it was a lot more like, uh, like just submissions type thing. You know what I'm saying? And I was doing all that. Like, bro, I was, I've been on Twitter since 09. I was submitting beats to everybody, bro. Like every fucking body i'm sending you 20 pack i'm sending you everything like just hoping praying you rap on one how, of these motherfuckers how do you get their attention in that email is there any trick to that like name i used the to think it was i used to bro, i used something. to type all kind of stuff that at the bottom i have like credits of other artists i didn't produce for like mm. write a whole everything you know what i'm saying like was there anybody that you were really trying to reach out to work with that just you couldn't get their attention in the beginning? i mean a lot of them most of them yeah that you worked with or you never ended up working with? I feel like I probably ended up working with most of them, but just at the time, like, I mean, you gotta think, they just got so many people sending beats. Yeah. Like, so many people sending beats. Maybe they didn't get them. Maybe the vibe and the circumstance went right. Maybe they just went hard like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but even to this day, like, I'd rather just be in a room with an artist. Cause even with artists, sometimes I have to play so many beats before we get to some that they like. Different artists are different, but somebody like Savage, like he real picky with beats, mm -hmm. like real picky. Like 
I have to play a lot. Well, he's of got beats. like a very certain like he's got a very certain like I don't know the word, but yeah. tone to his beats. Are you yeah. know what I mean? Like, nah, he's got a certain sure. vibe to it. Definitely. Where it's like really hard, yeah. and it fits him. I don't know. That's what I noticed. And like uh, his logic, he always didn't explain to me. It's like he don't want to waste no time, so it'd be like it just be certain beats that he know he want to rock with. Cause he in his mind, he trying to make every song hard. Yeah. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? Which I I understand. So yeah, we'll just sit there for a while, just going through them. Is there ever? Have you ever thought about like, okay, I've done. I've done like the drill or like not drill, but like the harder rap music. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge myself and do like a different type of beat or album, like a passion project. That's way. Yeah. Like you ever brought up different, like a a country beat or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got a couple side projects that I'm working on. It's not um, what people would be used to. And even this album, I just sprinkled in this album and the last one, just sprinkled in certain like elements just to let people know. You know, but I've just never, for my own albums, wanted to just take like yeah, a course. hard left turn. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what the That'd fuck is weird, going on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be weird. Like you gotta let people grow with you. Yeah. So like every time I just throw a little more of this in there, throw a little more of that in there. But um, I mean, I, I've done some other type stuff for sure. Like, like, do you ever make like any pop beats or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I yes, but I just the word pop. I'm trying to think of like what you even call that, like. But um, I know what you he's mean. He's really into like, yeah, just, just more poppy that, sound. What's that Bieber song, Eeny Meeny? Yeah, that song slaps. He was talking to me. Have you ever heard that? No, I ain't yeah, heard I mean, it. Yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead. No, I'd tell him just sometimes like the fruity songs, like they do slap. Like old Taylor <laughs> Swift or like. like yeah. No, nah, I'm not really on that. Like you're not yeah. listening to Flo Rida in the Maybach truck, Flo Rida. are you? Shout out Flo Rida, man. But well, do you bump that in the Maybach yeah. truck on the way to here? Maybe that, to pick up your kids one time. Type shit. Like my house on the way home. Is it my house? That was a banger too. But even like. I remember we were working on After Hours with uh, with Abel. We was working on After Hours and we was in the studio in Toronto and I told him, I was like, I was like, yo, I always fuck with how sometimes you do like them, them like dance, like type. I was like, I'm trying to do one of them. Like, what's up? And uh, he started like humming out this bass line and I just started like do some drums with it and I played the bass line out. And he did the whole demo on it and it was crazy. And it ended up being uh, Faith off of After Hours. Nice. So like, I love doing all kind of stuff. Um, I did Stay Flow and Solange's album. That was a fire experience. She's definitely one of the most creative and like passionate, like that level I told you like that he's on, like as far as like music and how much you care and how much you put into it, like she's on that level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was fire. I mean, I got all kind of stuff that's just, I'm just waiting to unleash that's in all of those lanes. I just love music. I don't like to put no label on it, none of that. I feel like for years, like I've always felt like everybody tried to like put me in a box. What do you mean, what do you mean by that? Like- On your capabilities? Yeah, or they'll be like, okay, cool. He's the best trap producer and give him like a pat. You like know, a- like we'll let you have that, but that's it. And it's like, Whoever said, I never even said I was that. Like, I just, I'm. Who does that? The public or people in the business? I mean, both. both. Like, I mean, mostly like the public and, you know, just the internet and shit. But like, I've used it to fuel me to be like, okay, now I'm gonna show y'all something. Yeah. Or even like with this album, like, okay, now I'm gonna show you something. And just, I just then used it to like keep, you know what I'm saying? It's made me like uh, grow. Yeah. 
So, I mean, now when you're as successful as you are, do you still like, are you, do you wake up and make beats every day? Like, what do you do now? I like to wake up. Uh, I work out now, so I'll go to the gym. What time? It used to be like six, seven. But oh, now, now you're slacking? No, nah, I'm not slacking. I go at 1130 now because my trainer, he uh, <laughs> he got another job now. So that's just the time now. Yeah, so yeah. 1130, um, I might make some beats before, make some after, in the shower after and make some beats uh, and just go with the rest of my day. But yeah, I still make beats all the time. Like, because it's what I just love to do. Like, it's fun for me. So it's like, yeah. How do, how do you stay like getting creative when making beats now? Like, is there anything you do when you're like in a slump? Man, I it used to, that's a good question because I used to get stumped on that, but I had unlocked and figured out like, which was a lot of inspiration on this new album was like uh, just listening to shit that I loved growing up. And that's where I've been getting my inspiration. You know, like I said, like it's in my IG bio, student of the game, like I mean that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm listening to all this shit I love growing up and just soaking it in and not trying to copy it, but it's like, it's just inspiration. It's just like, just peeping the methods and the techniques and just the shit they were doing, you know? And you mix that in with a lot of new ways we got today and you get just fresh shit. Yeah. You know, so um, anytime if I feel like that, I'll just go listen to some shit. Uh, might take a drive, throw an Outcast album on. Throw right in Magic City. Nether, go to Magic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get inspired, go back to the studio. Yeah. You feel is, me? Is there any artists where you're like, I gotta work with them, I have, I've yet to, but. That's next on my list. Tim's. Uh, I hit her up. I'm definitely sending her some beats. But her, I just love her voice, bro. Just the texture mm -hmm. of her voice is just gives me chills. Um, I know some more people. Uh, shit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, I wish Prince and Michael Jackson was around. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that all the time, like. Um. Hmm. What? Damn, I always wanted to work with DMX too before he passed. Yeah, like That's I grew a up one. big DMX fan. Like had the CDs. Like I used to wear like from the dollar store. They had like the dog collars. Man, I used to wear that shit. All that shit like DMX. And like I said earlier, he's got like one of them voices. Yeah. Like I'm big on the voices, bro. It's about the voice. Like a unique voice. Yeah. Like Twenty One has that for sure. Exactly. So like with a unique voice, like as a producer. You could build like a soundscape around there or like it's like painting or like when I'm making a beat or working on a song or something and imagining that voice in there and just like the combinations. It's just like, you know? Yeah. So, hell yeah. I know you got some crazy ass studio session story or like something where you were like randomly go to the studio and you just fucking turn a banger in like an hour, a couple hours. You're like, yo, this is crazy. It's been so much shit, so many What about something years. too? Yeah, no, a crazy, yeah, a crazy studio story. I know like there's some shit like, that's gone down in the studio, but something like that or like something you where you made a track and you had no idea and it just went so crazy. You're like, yo, what the fuck? One thing I can't think of with that, which is actually, I guess it's probably the biggest song I've ever produced. 
like just numbers, numbers wise and everything. Um, congratulations with Post Malone. Oh shit! Yeah, let's let's hear about that. So um, I didn't know that was yeah, that's I, crazy. I've been fucked with Post for a minute, like even before that. So uh, he had called me. I came to the studio one day, and it's the Olympics were going on. So uh, and like I said, like Post is a great guy. I love him. Beautiful human. So like, it's crazy how good of a guy he is. Actually. Yeah, we, you feel me? So people like that, here. exactly. So people like that, it's like the music will just make itself because mm -hmm. we in there just being pure humans. So like we in there, we vibing. Shout out Frank Dukes. I did that with Frank Dukes and Louis Bell. Um, Louis was recording. Frank was in there. And uh, the same day, I was supposed to pull up on Quavo at the same night in the studio because when I'm working and stuff, I might see two, three people in one night just move around. So I was going- Is this in Atlanta? This is in LA. Okay. So I'm supposed to pull up on Quavo after that. So he had called me already while I'm in there with Post. And he like, man, where you at? What you doing? I'm like, man, I'm in here with Post. So I had, hit, I had put a post to the side. I said, man, you ever did a song with Quavo? <laughs> he like, nah, that would be dope though. I was like, man, he just called me like, you good if you pull up? Cause like, this wow. still your session. I'm not just <laughs> finna have somebody like, come over here. I'm not finna be that dude. You know what I'm saying? You might not be on that vibe. So that's, he's like, yeah. you know how post is. He's he like, yeah, hell cool. yeah, of course, of course, of course. So I told Quavo to pull up. He pulled up and uh, me and Frank and they're making a beat. Me, Frank and Lewis, we're working on a beat and uh, Posted just writing some stuff. And like, I remember the Olympics was on the TV and just how the music was sounding, it just sounded like some championship. And I had said out loud, I remember saying, I was like, we need to make some stuff. Whatever song we make, that shit need to sound like how this shit look. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he just ended up going, Post laid his shit down. Even while the beat going, you see Quavo already putting his shit together in his head. And it just all came together. And I remember like when the song was done, we played it a thousand times and everybody's just in there like, what the fuck? How did this That's happen? That's a fucking dope story, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Thanks how, how, told that. how long was that? Like, cause does Quavo go there knowing like, yo, I'm going to get on some track? Like he has no idea. He hasn't heard it. No, nah, I mean, he just knew like, shit, we're going to fuck around and just, like when we go in the studio, we won't even think about it too. I was just like, I'm going to go over there and fuck around. Like, you know, maybe a, a song will come out of it. That'll come out. Maybe nothing will ever come out, but it's just like we vibing. And everybody's intentions was pure. So we was just in there vibing and it ended up being- uh, How good does it feel when you listen to that back and you're like, holy fuck, this is it? Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like even that shit going diamond, uh, diamond plaque being in my house, I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that shit was on the humble. I could easily not pull it up to the studio that night or just being like, yeah, caught him the next day. or You know what I'm saying? That's why you never know. How how quickly does that song get made? Like how quickly does like Quavo step in and then just lay down his? I feel his like verse? from making a beat to recording the whole song. You guys made the beat that night too. Yeah, we made the beat on the spot. Like while like while we're making a beat, like post is like putting a song together, like writing a song type thing. They're both like doing the song. Like as we're making the beat, they're like making the song. And then mm -hmm. once the beat is ready, they just recorded their parts. And how quick after you recorded it did you drop that? I'm not sure how long they dropped after. It was it maybe like some months or something, maybe a few months. And at this how time, I sit career, on that though. If it's like you're like, yo, this is such a fucking banger. Like, how do you not like, yo, let's put this out like ASAP? I mean, it's his song and like for his album and shit. So like, sure, I can't just be like, yo, post drop this song tomorrow. Like, I'm working on so much different shit. I'm not even thinking about it. Like, till I just see an email, like, okay, they finna drop it. Even when they said they was finna drop it, I'm like, cool. I'm not looking at it like oh, it's finna be this huge diamond record. I'm like, okay, cool. It's another good song. We just it's like tunnel vision. It's like, okay, that's done. 
I'm grateful for it. It's a blessing, but we're not like I'm not stuck on it. You feel mm-hmm. me? What what songs did you record when you knew like yo right away this is gonna go fucking crazy? Hmm. How about Bad and Bougie? You were working yeah. on that one too, right? Yeah. That's did you guys know massive, that I was gonna do that track. when you? No, hell no, no idea at all. I mean, I knew it was hard. Yeah. You know, I knew it was hard, but like it'd be hard to gauge like how shit's gonna perform. Yeah. There's so many variables that go into that. It'd be time. It'd be what's going on. It'd be how it comes out. It'd be so many different things. So like even that, I had um, I just text Offset a few beats. He was recording his stuff at home. And I remember he had texted a song back. I was like, oh damn, this shit's hard. He had text two songs back. He sent that and no complaints back. And I was like, damn. I was like, these shits is hard. So we was just always playing a song. I always listened to it in the studio and everybody would like react well to it. But I never would like would have guessed like, oh, number one, this, that, this, that, this, that. But you know, it's a blessing. It's so wild that you guys like go through all this to put out tracks and from a lot, of, we've had a lot of artists on here and it seems like you just never know like, yo, which one's really gonna take off. You don't, you don't. Like as a producer with my ear, like I always, I'll know like, okay, they'll fuck with this or like this shit is hard, but I don't never know like, numbers. yo, this going top 10. Like, it's just like, oh, this shit dope. Yeah. Like to me. That's probably a good me? way to look at it though too. Yeah. You treat uh-huh. every, then you treat everything the same. Yeah. So yeah. like when shit do happen, like, It'd be a blessing and a surprise. It'd be like, oh, damn, like, that's what's up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Have you like ever that. produced Dress as Spider-Man or nah? Nah. So I might capping. try that probably. <laughs> I'll probably try Next that Next time now. you're in a slump, instead yeah. of taking a drive, just dress up the Spider-Man. Spider-Man suit on and yeah. just make some beats. Yeah. Like, what's that nigga that be in New York with the Spider-Man suit oh, on? Oh, we just fucking saw his ass. He tackled me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this isn't like a thing, by the way. Like, What do you mean? He brought that well, up. Well, you're only showing my L's, bro. I do have dubs. And he be wearing the Tim's. Yeah, he's fucking wild, like too. Can he say he's drinking Hennessy? Yeah, he, he had a hint. The hint. Steiny was talking oh, to his girl. Yeah, she'd be here right now. Katie, that's not my... This is, you supposed to help? All right, all right, okay, 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 okay. You wild or not? I'm done, I'm done. Spider-Man. Yo, and he got the hat on. What's going on right here? Nice. What is he on, <laughs> I, bro? He's Spider-Man. he stays with a Hennessy bottle. No, like, you keep the at Henny nine a.m. He's yeah. fucking. There's a quarter of it gone, and then at two p.m. There's a whole new bottle. <laughs> he refill. drinks two bottles of Hennessy a day. Like I think I am convinced. Damn. Yeah, and he's dressed as Spider Man, and no Shout one. Shout to him, though. I'd be seeing him online. That should be funny. Yeah, I'd be laughing. Nah, I mean he's he's it's aggressive, but yeah. He said he's aggressive. I see. Yeah, he came at me hard, bro. <laughs> do you do you watch like any or? Like, are you, are you on TikTok or do you watch creators, YouTube, anything like that? Creators, YouTube. Just like any YouTube vlogs or like any other things outside of music? Oh, uh, nah. Not there's nothing wrong with it. I guess I'm just like. You don't go on TikTok at all? I don't have it on my phone. Because like, you're afraid you're going to start making TikTok songs or? <laughs> Not even that. It's just like, um, it never appealed to me like that. I guess because I'm older. I mean, I'm 29, but on top of that, I'm an old soul, so I feel like I'm like 50 something. Mm. But I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's TikTok, some bullshit. Like, I embrace it. I'm like, that's hard. Like, young folks going crazy with shit. So it'd be that. And I just don't, everybody I know tell me how addicting it is. So I just told myself, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't need another app on my phone. I'm just Fuck scrolling no. through mindlessly. 
Yeah. Like I just don't need that for me. It's already enough of that already. Like Yeah, it's addicting. As I fuck. can't get into it. Everybody tells me it's addicting. I only open it when I'm posting on our account and then I don't I Bro, don't consume TikTok. It's the most addicting app of all time. I just don't consume it. You gotta think about it, you just fucking thumb swipe and then there's hella videos and like you said everyone's so creative now everybody everyone's is. funny as fuck bro and i see the effect it has on people i know or like girls just people who be around like i be seeing them like mindlessly like for the longest <laughs> and won't look up it'll be like 20 minutes i'll be like <laughs> yeah. ah damn i'm like no nah, i don't need that in my are your life. little brothers and sisters on on it a lot nah my um my youngest brother he's eight so he ain't got no phone he don't need one my sister, yeah, she's twelve. She's she an old soul too. She be on YouTube, really. She mm-hmm. like do like um, Marvel edits on YouTube. That's her thing. Whoa! Like she she's doing edits. the editing. Yeah, she does it. She's twelve. She turns thirteen next month, and uh, she's big on that. Well, that's fucking it's amazing. Crazy. It's crazy when you yeah. see the kids like they're like four now and they're like they have like, yeah. a phone and they're just like yeah. But my little brother, um, who's so eight, bad. he don't have a phone, but he has a like a um iPad he be on all the time. What, he's in architecture? Yeah, he, he just be on there like, uh, he'll play games most of the time or he'll be on YouTube like watching like Mr. Beast and shit like that. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, he'll watch people play video games. And I always tell him, I'd be like, bro, you don't know how crazy it is to me. Like, oh, back when in our on day, Twitch? Yeah. Like, nobody's ever watching nobody play a video no, game. No, it seems like the biggest waste of time, bro. It's like, like, nigga, it's my turn. Like, we used to hate watching niggas play the game. You like, yeah. the You're game, on the controller. Like, it's my turn. No, like, but nigga, that guy has to be like, fuck. I mean, how the fuck do you watch that? I never got that either. I'll like, how are you watching a game 30 minutes to watch somebody else play the when game. When you could go play that right now. Like, like, he has PlayStation, all that. Fortnite, he got all that shit. Yeah. But he's going to watch really, somebody else play. If you're really into the game, though, like, you appreciate someone watching it that's, like, nasty at it. Like, when I was really into COD, I would, like, watch sometimes people stream on Twitch because, like, they're just so nasty. Yeah, see, that's, a big thing, that's how man. we're cut different because, like, my yeah. attitude is, like, yo, I'm going to go get that nasty. But you never, yeah, like, play the you never that's got my that attitude. Nasty. That's like, my attitude, too. So I that's that connection like we have. That. Like, that's so why we got to go to the studio. I dust you in COD anytime. No, I mean, that's... Old CODs especially. That's maybe why we should hit the studio, like, straight up. Yeah. Maybe. You never know, right? You never know. One more thing we didn't talk about was, like, how is working with Morgan Freeman? Oh, yeah. Sorry, we got to talk about that. I noticed you. Did you not give yourself any lines in that script with Morgan? Like, were you like intimidated, like acting with no, him? No, it's so crazy. When we shot it, I had a few lines and I did say some lines. And what? You just wanted to um, ask him? Nah, it was uh, Gibson, Shaw Gibson Hazard, who directed it. Uh, we had a cut. I had some lines in it. And it's not even like I fucked it up or whatever. It was just regular. Like, I did well. I feel like I did well with the. But seeing that and then just seeing it without me saying nothing, I was just like, it was just so it's much like harder. It's mysterious, yeah. Yeah, you know, because like I've seen this ongoing thing online where like people always be like, yo, I've never heard Metro talk or I watch on these comments. They're going to be like, yo, this is the first time I heard Metro talk. Like people always say that. So I just thought it was so cool to like just have that big of a presence and impact on oh, shit. Yeah. And it's like, yo, he didn't say nothing. After it came out, everybody told me the whole time like, Yo, this shit was crazy, and you ain't say nothing the whole time. Like, <laughs> whose idea was that whole concept and shit? Man, Gibson, man, like he's he's crazy, bro. Like, it was like two years ago. I remember he had, and like the way his mind works, he just be like. So when he was telling me like the whole vision, everything, like how he verbally said to me, is how he edited and ended up. 
Mm. I remember it was like, yeah, and then you're going to be at the top of Pyramid. Then you're going to pull out and you're going to drive out the fucking shit and go down the <laughs> shit and this, that, this, that's going to be a fire truck. And I was just just hearing that first while I was seeing it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds crazy. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. But then when he did it, I'm like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what you said it would be and better and more. So, yeah, that was him. Were, were you intimidated working with Morgan Freeman? Like, what, what was he like, like meeting him? Um, Tell us that story. He could have been stoked to you. Me, you maybe. The legend, bro, just in the presence of just, I ain't felt like that really in front of too many people, probably in front of anybody ever. Just like, uh, like this go way back beyond music. Like, come on, we grew up watching and hearing yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, even having him on Savage Mode too, like his vocals, that was one thing. I was just <laughs> like, damn. But then like to shoot something and like really be acting, like doing scenes with him and, just chopping it up in between, man, he's cool, bro. He's so cool, like, just funny. I feel like, I feel like he be trolling. How so? Yeah? Yeah, like. He doesn't seem like he's trolling, does he? I know, but that's why it be He's funny. that good? Yes. I mean, it's Morgan Freeman. If like, he says something to you, like, he could. Why, like, did he, he say something like to you? I feel like he knows that. I feel like he knows that. No, it's just certain shit he would just say on set, and it'd be like. You'd be like, yo, what's up? Everybody gets serious, and it's like. Everybody stepping up and like, oh well, he has that kind of power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, over time and just certain shit he would say, I'd be like, I know what you're doing. Like you know, you know this is how we all perceive you. Yeah, and it's like he's just playing with it, having fun with that. Like, but what he's like narrating shit or like saying some powerful shit or or just like, yo, everybody better get this fucking take right. Yeah, just certain shit, bro. Like, not even that, but just in the sets, wild Loki. Man, people like, yeah, we didn't sign up for this. Like, it'd be certain shit, and he would be like, uh, they ask him to do something. He'd be like, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? I'm in Shawshank Redemption. He said that like 10 times that day. He has a point. It, yeah. it, but he knows he has a point. What that, are you going to say to that? Valid. But what are you going to say to that? You feel me? What are you going to say? But like, over time, like, I know it's like that was just his humor. Like, but because he knows how serious of a figure and voice and just presence he has. Like, if he says something, even if it's a joke, it's like everybody's just all wondering, like, is he joking or is he serious? What 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 is your best response to that? When he says, yo, I'm in Shawshank Redemption. Like, you know yeah, then you, you just have to walk away. You probably don't have to do you're it. You're right. Yeah. Unless it's something he really has to do, he doesn't have to do it. You're fuck. right. And it's I jokes remember, when you're that successful that you can just be, like, cocky as fuck and everyone's like, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yo, like, you're just yeah. that. You're just that Okay, yep, you're right. Yeah. I remember we was in between scenes one time. And we just stand next to each other. Like, we would just chop it up in between scenes. And we were, like, side by side. We had to, like, act like we were looking out um, over the city. And he had just turned like this. And he had looked. And he was like, he was like, how do you make all that music with them tiny-ass ears? <laughs> Bro. And then I was just like, that let me know. Like, I knew I was like, nah, see, I, you be trolling, bro. So I was like. But he, he keeps a serious face. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you did did you hesitate like yo? I'm gonna fire back some shit at you. No, no, no. I was just like the first thing I thought about was you definitely had a diss ready though. Nah, <laughs> no. I knew he was serious though because like I told him instantly. I said, bro, it's so crazy you saying that because back in school, like I don't say get made fun of, like I was getting bullied or something, but like. When niggas would crack jokes, that'd be their go-to. Like, they always talk about, like, how small my ears are. Mm -hmm. Or um, people always have said that for years. So when he said it, I was like, oh, you funny. But nah, that, that was crazy. 
Damn, that's wild. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, bro. Metro, well, thank you, bro. We appreciate it. Awesome. Really man, appreciate thank it, you guys, bro. man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. You thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Much love.